1: Appletoy and welcome once again to a came from the reality official The Big Apple Con. This is your host Mark Torres speaking with me for our 50th big old 5-0 live show courtesy of the East Metal Public Library. We have our very own fishy sarcasm's Dominic Definition Man Toronto.
2: We're over the hill, Mark. We're at 50. We're over the hill.
1: We're halfway there. We're halfway there. We have our very own uh, D-Life with Jenner G's Jenny Feldy. Good
0: evening. Get your energy up for the show.
1: And we have our special guest for our 50th show. I'm going to keep on saying that for as many times as possible. We have our Bronx heroes, Ray Felix.
3: Thanks for having me. I feel honored to be part of their 50th anniversary. That's pretty awesome. So
1: as I mentioned, this is our live show courtesy of the East Meadow Public Library. But we have to uh, talk to Ray in just a minute because we have to do the news first. So let's see. Before we take it away with the news. It's morphin' time. The news is brought to you in part by the fine folks of the Big Apple Con, at which we are the official radio show of celebrating over 25 years of comic bookness and pop culture stuff. For more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. Their next convention is the Big Apple Trading Card Show, which is on January 29th of 2022. The show is also brought to you in part by the fine folks at sci-fi.radio. That's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. And the news is brought to you in part by the fine folks at Cosmic Comics and Games of Baldwin, New York, your one stop shop for comics and collectibles. Give Chuck a call at 516 763 1133. Also, want to give our shout outs for our Patreons, of which there are Danny Grillo, award winning director, Jared Burrell, Kyle Horn, Millie Portes, News, a famous dress media, Unjikun, Shadow Rabbit Art, The Hurricane, Yasmin Array, and, and Rosa. If you want to have your own little shout out, go to our website, www.camefromaray.com. It's a brand spanking new website. And on there, you can go to the donation button. You can click on via Patreon. And just for a dollar, you can get a shout out on our show. So let's start off with the sad news as we always do. Um, we only have one First bit off, of sad news. Yes. I just
2: want to say the website you've put together looks amazing.
1: Thank you very much. I am extremely proud of that, and I, I, I tell you, it was very difficult to put it together. For it's it's a very Mark friendly uh, site. Yeah, and I'm very proud of myself. So everybody, just go check out our very brand yeah. new website. I, like hit all know, the buttons. We
2: announced we have a, like a, a new looking website, but I I want to say like it really looks beautiful. Why, it you. looks great. It's like wh- uh, very overdue, but I'm very proud of how you made it look. I think you did a great job. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. So, All right. Let's go on with sad news.
1: Sad news. We only have one bit yeah. of sad news. Longtime actor Dean Stockwell has died recently of natural causes. In his over 70-year career, Dean has been in a plethora of films and TV shows, and it would be an injustice to even attempt to name some of them here. I, Mark, of course, know him best for his portrayal of Al in a time travel series, Quantum Leap, which ran from NBC from 1989 to 1993, and that of the adult uh, Tim Drake, or which of you is the uh, non-comic fan, to be the third Robin in Batman Beyond Return of the Joker direct-to-video film release back in, on this back in, series back in, of and Holy crap, we had some type of oh my there. god! What was that? <laughs> ah, that was awesome. Oh, that- that was a cool DJ we had Batman, so special Our senior correspondent, Charlie Saladino, who is okay, but he's just unable to make it to this uh, show, mentioned to me that one of his favorite movies of all time starred Dean Stockwell, and it was called The Boy with the Green Hair from 1948. And it starred as a Dean, as the boy with green hair. <laughs> that was Charlie's explanation of the movie. He so said he had green
2: hair. So he was playing the Joker even then.
1: <laughs> That's, ooh, very nice. Very
2: nice. Thank you. Thank you. So, to be uh, fair, he didn't actually play the Joker. Oh,
1: I said he played the third Robin in Batman Beyond no, the Turner Joker. You uh, were the one that said he played the Joker. Spoilers.
2: Dude, the movie is 20 years old.
0: <laughs> Spoiler alert for a 20-year-old movie. I don't think so. <laughs> Thank Again, you. What- when is it okay to do spoilers, which I don't respect and I don't care about it, but like, you know, to the people of humanity, like, when can we start talking about things? It's not a spoiler.
2: At least a decade. If it's been over a decade. you <laughs> a get decade? Talk like about I have a
0: decade it. to talk about things, or else I'm going to upset somebody, really?
2: I mean, like, look, if it's, if it's been out for a decade, you definitely are in the safe zone. I'd go so far as to say, in now, today's culture, you've got a year. You don't, you can, don't a talk year. about it for a year. I'll give it like okay. a year.
3: I like right. spoilers immediately. <laughs>
2: I've care. looked up I've looked up movies that currently in theaters because I want to. I'm surprised I haven't looked up uh, No Time to Die. Like I, I look up stuff constantly. Like I don't care. I've never cared about spoilers. Well, all the out.
3: ending is in the title. That's all I have to say. There
2: you <laughs> go. Yes, I'm he, sure ain't it is. He, he ain't killed, wrong. If they killed off James Bond, like, well, you don't kill James Bond, right?
3: Uh, so, so, a friend of mine today it's a remake of Dr. No so if it's, if it's a remake of Dr. No then you know he'll be back you know there you go you know.
1: so that's Ray a, are you a, a, a Dean Stockwell fan are you a Quantum Leap fan
3: I was a Quantum Leap fan I really was I watched that show religiously with my brother <laughs> you know uh, I thought the episode where he was a black man was pretty interesting oh, like yeah. in the,
2: South. the one they kind of rip off driving Miss Daisy Little it bit, was, yeah.
3: Was driving Miss Daisy out at the same time? Yeah, I never thought about that, but yeah, yeah. I guess that show
2: is—I love the show, but the show was notorious for basically yeah. redoing whatever popular movie was out oh, yeah, yeah. in a forty-five-minute yeah. segment.
3: And then he was—he was a woman in one as well. He was a woman. He was a monkey. he was he a He was a monkey. Yeah, a monkey. he was a monkey. That's right. He was a monkey. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yep.
1: Dominic, were you a Quantum Leap fan? Uh, Obviously, obviously I I
2: watched a lot of it when I was a kid. I watched um, the one that scared. There were were two episodes that scared me the most. It was the one where he was stuck in an insane asylum and had to get electric shock treatment. And he was like almost having a multiple personality disorder where he was going back to being who he was in previous leaps. And then there was one, I believe it was the second to last or uh, third to last episode where there was like a psycho killer who was like using hypnosis to force people to to like commit suicide or something. Mm. Yeah, it was that one was really kind of like intense. And I remember Dean Stockwell. (laughs) yelling at Scott Bakula to snap out of it. And the last minute he does and he shoots the the, the killer. He's Spoilers! Going, yeah. Dude, oh. again, <laughs> over 30 years,
3: let it go. I thought
0: you were going to say you shot the director of photography. And I was like, oh. well, I
3: to you. If you weren't yeah. born, yeah. it doesn't count, right? It yeah. doesn't count as a spoiler if you weren't even alive at the
2: time. Of the <laughs> yeah, that's right. Ironically, I don't... Was Dean Stockwell really even in the last episode, the, the most yes. heartbreaking last episode? Yes, he was. I, I, I just was. remember so. a lot of him in the bar.
1: Because um, to, to it was about it was about them. saving his life, and um, that they actually did. He actually did. Uh, she waited for him, if I remember. Uh, yes, Al's wife and right. then they got together that at was... the end, and and then which, Sam no, never was... made it home, which which brought a tear to my eyes.
2: It's, it's yeah, it was Mark? heartbreaking. It was yeah. heartbreaking. It wasn't so much about Spoilers. saving Al's life; it was about saving Al's marriage, right? Because because it, he thought it, it that she had died. Yeah, well, it was a reference to an earlier episode where Al was using the um the computer to his own ends and feeding it nothing but information about how he lost his how his wife left him from you know or because, remarried right because, because he thought he was, he was dead because he was POW and it turns out like Sam might not have supposed to have been there to correct that but was really supposed to right have, like right but it turns out kind of was he was also there to correct that too yes yeah that was and that yeah it's a heartbreaking episode that final episode it's a satisfying but heartbreaking one yeah finale. Um, it was a good finale it's hard it oftentimes you don't have good finales in television
1: am i am, am i am i uh, going down a bad path if i ask you jenny if you're a dean stockwell fan
0: yes it'd be like just when i walk into my dad's office he goes oh you remember you remember dr cohen i said no every time do you remember this person no i don't remember anybody and then i yeah and then i feel bad it this, this is what happens every radio show hey you, you're a fan <laughs> of this person they died no i don't know who they are and i feel terrible so well, you I, and my dad thanks for making me feel terrible time. i
1: hope we educated you on him and go check out you the board yeah i <laughs> will say learned
2: this a lot. too like after quantum leap no matter what he did i'm like it's Al.
1: yeah after
2: yeah. it um i i never could watch first of all like i can't get through most david lynch movies to begin with they're creepy as hell But like I couldn't watch him in like Blue Velvet or anything. But I did. He's great in that. I know he's great in it. It's not that he's not good. It's just it's David Lynch. It's creepy stuff.
3: Creepy. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
2: But I remember him popping up in Jag for like the last several seasons as the Secretary of the Navy, and I was still relatively young and remembering him um, as Al, and I'm like, he's not Al. He's all like reserved. (laughs) What's Mm. with this? I wanted him smoking cigars and like trying to women womanize, womanize and stuff.
1: So <laughs> was he was a, uh, a, a spry, eighty five years old.
2: Wow, eighty five. You know, natural causes at eighty five isn't terrible. You could you could it's it's you could die of worse things at eighty five.
3: In, in, in Hollywood terms, that means cocaine overdose. That's
2: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, wrong. I will say this. on his Instagram wrote a lovely tribute to Dean Stockwell.
1: Yes, I saw that on your Facebook page. Yeah. So let's see. So moving on to the not as happy news. From not as happy news. you're not as sad. Oh, oh yeah, not as sad news. <laughs> wow. Um, from <laughs> okay. that would
2: imply this was happy news. Mark, Mark
0: Torres is the arch nemesis of Dean. Uh,
2: from <laughs> from See, the he's Dean's not on your on your enemies list, right? No, 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 no. Maybe no. he
1: is for clip. No, just just child Um Okay. <laughs> really? From yeah, really. He's on my he's on my he's on my list of uh, arch enemies.
2: So That's is also Winter and Manhattan, if I winter,
1: right. Manhattan. Um, uh, cold. Oh, me
2: too. Me too. Yeah, it's, cold? it's a lot. It's
1: a, yeah, yeah, cold. Yeah, is it's it's my arch, name. one of my arch enemies. Yeah. Um, Dang. snow. It's a lot. It's a lot. And Shylobo, he's on there. Uh, from the. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's a lot of nuts.
1: Department. The new Marvel film Eternals has taken the number one spot in the domestic box office, pulling in seventy-one million dollars, knocking <laughs> off the new Doom film, which brought in an additional seven point seven million dollars. For those keeping track. Shang-Chi is still the highest grossing film of 2021 with $223 million, followed by wow. Venom at number two at $197 million. Eternals, with its uh, $71 million, comes in at number 12. Of note, Shang-Chi, Eternals, and Venom are only able to see, legally, in theaters, while Dune and, um, <laughs> is also able to be seen for free on a streaming service with paid subscription. Keep in I mind, watch your numbers Dune. do not reflect the revenue made for streaming services. You actually I watch Dune.
2: I was, I, was, I was able to get some time to watch Dune. Um, and? I Actually, like. I enjoyed it. Oh. I thought it was pretty... I know people have like gone both David ways Lynch's on it. it. David Lynch's is better. <laughs> I respect the fact they did not try to cram the entire book into two and a half movies. Two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. Yeah, you're right. Um, sorry. They that they and it even says at the very beginning Dune Part 1. So it's yeah. like, oh, okay. So this at least gives me hope they're going to try and do the entire story True Justice and really like get as much as they could in there. I don't know if it's going to be two movies or three, probably three. They always want to got to be it. threes. Got right? They got they got to make trilogies out of it. But I thought they did a pretty good job with Dune. Um, I'm looking forward to now that us, uh, uh, Black Widow was available to watch for free to see that
3: mm.
2: on Disney. Plus, I still don't feel quite comfortable, as you often say, just because it's open doesn't mean you have to go,
3: right? Um, <laughs> it wasn't but... bad, I just so... didn't like the whole taskmaster reveal, I thought that was a little silly. Spoilers. <laughs> I didn't say. He it. didn't say who <laughs> Castmasters say revealed it. to be. I
1: uh, was just, I was just, I, just I was just, I just waiting for. I was just waiting to drop that. All right, so let's see. moving on. Jen, uh, Jen, here's Jenny a spoiler:
2: Dune has got a lot of mm-hmm. sand in it.
3: <laughs> does it well, yeah. i think it lost the personality like the guy with the eyebrows or the, or the the fat guy that floats they didn't really emphasize that he was floating it was a kind of cut off shoot I yeah that's true shot and then he didn't look disgusting and and nasty he looked kind of normal you know and except boring,
2: rotund, you know? rotund they yeah. did get the rotundness
3: of him well he did that but then it's like you're floating right and then you just see right. like like who shot this was this like the 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 assistant director shooting this it's just like what's going Good on way. that's say- like a main <laughs> thing you know it was interesting to me
2: because i felt a lot of the space shots and i don't know if it was intentional but it probably was it felt very 2001 a space odyssey oh yeah definitely with, with the space shots and i'm assuming i can't even say the director's last name but that he was intending that he like is an homage to it
3: a lot of people have been referencing that film lately in a lot of movies that I've been seeing.
2: Yeah.
1: So the moving
3: music,
2: on. The
1: moving on. Jenny, uh, our very own Jenny Felly might like this uh, next bit of news. Let's from, hear it. From the I really would hate to be Diamond right about now department. N- Recently, none other than Diamond Comic Distributors was a victim of a ransomware attack which caused (laughs) additional disruptions to its ability to deliver its products on time. For those of you who do not know or care for that matter, a ransomware attack essentially is when a company's computers are hacked (laughs) and the users are locked out. Said hackers then contact the company to pay a fee for the user to be able to use the system again. Executives say... Due to the system issues we're experiencing, some customer shipments of product with on-sale date of November 10th, which will be delayed. That's today. Um, We want to assure you that the customer data and financial information is not stored on our network, and as such, we have no reason to believe that it has been impacted by this attack. In addition to the investigation underway by our team of third-party forensic experts, we've also (laughs) notified law enforcement. While some of our systems (laughs) remain down, rest (laughs) assured we are continuing to ship product and fill orders to the greatest extent we can. (laughs) Fans of this show will remember that Diamond, since the beginning of the ongoing pandemic, has been on the raw end of things, starting off with them initially (laughs) not filling and shipping orders, then not paying other businesses money owed, then having both Marvel and DC leaving to make their own distribution companies, as well as the head of the marketing stepping down and recently starting to raise prices for higher shipping costs. You remember all that, Jen? (laughs) That was was the big thing we were talking about.
0: And they're still in
2: the news.
0: (laughs) oh my goodness i think think it's it's a fake company (laughs) like i feel like i'm just gonna start a parody company just to make stories about myself it's a it's a great it's like blair witch is like the blair witch project but a company you know it's not even real
1: it's it's definitely really happening it's definitely really happening all the the comic stores are feeling it
0: no i don't think so I know. fake news
2: It's
3: hard to have like a defense. I hope it's real.
0: (laughs) Wow, (laughs) it's kind of bad. They're suffering. You hope it's real? I don't know.
3: Yeah. I mean, they. they, Not fans of Diamond? (laughs) Diamond was. (laughs) I've never, I never did Diamond because they were notorious for taking money from indies, like making you take out an ad for like three to five thousand dollars. Yeah. Printing (laughs) your book, charging you ten to fifteen thousand dollars. And then. If you didn't get enough orders, they basically hold your book hostage, never release it. Ransomware, if you will. And then you'd still have to pay. <laughs> so these guys are the mob. You got to remember that they they're have the mob. mafia origins. So, you know. They're the you comic book mob. Like, I just, think our yeah. guest
0: is the one who did the ransomware attack. I
3: wish. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh,
3: hello? I
2: have yeah. mixed feelings, man. Like, Like, I, I completely agree with Ray. Like, <laughs> if you're a creator, diamond oh my god what what a scam diamond what is was just a hell how hellacious at the same time i feel bad for the independent shops that are relying on diamond to get the books in so Mm. the fans can come and buy the books at the shops keeping the shops alive
1: Mm.
2: luckily like a lot of the other companies now have abandoned ship said why are we paying you why are we doing business with you? I think because, Disney
3: did it. Disney's a
2: Disney. Disney, Yeah, Once Disney Disney like takes over Marvel eventually, why are we paying? We're Disney. We have we, They we have, have their to, own distribution we company. Print our own money. Like you know, and of course DC owned by Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers is like, Yeah, why are we doing this? And and once the big two left, like everyone else is like, Yeah, why are we? It's kind of like the one person who leaves the party first and then starts the exodus.
3: It's pretty yeah, much like him. that. It's like so a
2: yeah yeah <laughs> let's just get off the sinking ship
3: the indies I mean, are still playing the violin <laughs> yeah
2: but you know so at least like there's stuff this product that the that the shop owners can get to hopefully keep the doors open because i've look i've seen major longtime institutions in in the town i live in go and like they've made it through but they're still feeling the effects of covid and they've been shuttering like Businesses that have been open like 30, 40, 50 years. So if they can go on out of business, little independent comic book stores, how are they staying open? So I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not a fan for anything that can really shutter those places at the same time. I think the pops of will diamond
3: live for a few months. <laughs> the pops <are> the
2: <laughs> yeah. Diamond,
1: yeah. Diamond has yeah. been a necessary evil for the comic book industry for many, many, many years. Yeah, and there you go. it's taking a pandemic... To, to knock them down and that ship is slowly sinking like this has been going on for now two year, over two years right all this stuff is just keeps on hitting them and hitting them and hitting them i and then i remember we were talking about how i was like yeah that's the end of diamond and then more bad stuff is happening and more bad stuff is happening. so i'm wondering now <laughs> what's the next thing that's gonna happen to diamond i
0: know it's gonna happen
1: what's gonna happen Jen? a
0: company is gonna pop up called sapphire because we have modernism and then that breaks down we have postmodernism. you know there's something that always pops out you know the birth of anything is starts with destruction. So I think sapphire is coming next.
1: And what what's sapphire gonna do? Well,
0: we'll I can't
1: tell you.
2: Charge lower <laughs> rates and have a better delivery system. Tune
0: in. Tune, Tune into in, a yes. on the radio. And sapphire probably the next three years.
2: Well played. I'll well let played. You know. That's my I birthstone think, too. Yeah, it's sapphire. Maybe there might be a ruby or an emerald. You never know. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Is
3: this, is this your distribution company, Jen?
1: Well, May- it, it, she's
0: not allowed to say
1: whole... <laughs> spoilers no,
0: i can say i can say but you know there's a few things going on in this facility and uh, it's not ready to be revealed okay i'm just showing you a little bit more but we're not going to show you everything
1: so for people listening to the uh show on the air mm-hmm. they can go to our uh youtube page <laughs> and go check out the video and you can see what jennifer is talking about
0: yes, show you a little more a little I, look, more i'm watching the video now i have no idea what
1: you're
2: talking about.
0: <laughs> that's the nice. point art is a question mark it's not an explanation
1: so let's see we got uh, time for the last bit of news
2: all right you sound like david lynch making a movie <laughs> wow
0: <laughs> maybe i am david lynch
2: No, yeah. so, i've seen him. david lynch you look better than david lynch
0: <laughs> maybe this face pops off Ooh. maybe we are one and i am he and you are me and you are we as we are all together
3: All right, well, now you just voted
1: (laughs) Good So moving on for the last bit of news. Last bit of news. From the Image Strikes Back department. In a recent episode, we mentioned that Image Comic employees, which are those who do the day-to-day grunt work of publishing the comics, had formed a union. Um, Initially, there was some confusion as to who the union represented as well as how it would affect the the company which, for those not paying attention, is the third largest comic company after Marvel and DC. So Image Comics, the creators Image Comics, which is Tom McFarlane, Eric Larson, all those guys, responded by having a secret ballot election overseen by the National Labor Relations Board to determine whether the Communication Workers or America Union should represent Image Workers and, according to the union, quote, has failed to formally acknowledge the request for voluntary recognition, unquote. So basically, Emma says, we don't
2: recognize the union as exists. (laughs) Now, here's the question. Did they put like Liefeld in carbonite?
1: (laughs) If anyone deserves
2: to be carbonite.
1: But it would be fan favorite. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Ray... Yeah. <laughs> Are you aware of
3: the union? First off. No, but I'm I'm very pro union, so I all for. I mean, the comic book can, can the comic book industry has been trying to unionize for over 40 years and every time they tried, they they would be fired, you know, by their employers. Um in the I believe it was in the the 60s it happened and then in the 80s and Marvel and DC's answer to unionized workers is firing the employees that try to start the union. Um, and so in this case it's not the it.
1: artists and creators it's actually like the the janitor and the, the guy computer guy
3: those so guys good. so not like the it's good. creators i think it's good because you know they, that's why they keep everyone divided you can have four or five people working on different books and they never met each other you know mm-hmm. they don't want people unionizing that's why they, they prefer you work from home and not at the office and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. put your masks
0: coming. on put your earplugs in yeah
2: you got your goggles read. on And find you got to find out though what they want, what this union wants, because what their demands and their listings are the goals, (laughs) the goals of the union. We he uh, Mark went over it uh, uh, recently, and like it makes no sense as the union exists. The, the, like union, it wasn't necessarily...
3: the union wants a cut of this. That's what they want. <laughs> the, the <laughs> space... it actually, it really had little to do with the money. It was like they wanted no, like, like more like representation quality. of
2: creative creators and stuff, which is all well and good. Mm-hmm. But it, it the, was like such a bizarre list of goals.
1: The sticking point, which was which Dominic is hinting at, is that they wanted to have the ability to vote on which comic books they can cancel immediately, based on the creators being. Um, uh, I guess cancel cultured, it would be the word. Mm.
3: Yeah, and so,
1: uh, so you're like, all right, so the janitor can decide what comic books <laughs> Image p- Comics publishes.
3: I think it should be decided upon sales, not really. Exactly. Right, but that
1: was one of the yeah. things for the union. So that was where the, all the confusion came in was to how can image creators, which they don't own any of the books, they just publish it. Right, right.
3: That's right. That's so so you know, they
1: want to be able, the union that's wants that's to, the able change, to have right? the ability to dictate what comic books Image Comics publishes. And that was uh, the craziness.
2: My issue was is like, let's, I, I brought up an example. Let's say they found out something about Robert Kirkman. Right. That he, he Robert
1: had, Kirkman's a jerk.
2: Yeah, he wow. did something terrible, right? <laughs> we don't know. As far as I know, Robert Kirkman, every story I've heard about him, he's actually a very nice guy.
1: Wait, to quote, well, I'm going to do a, a tribute to Norm <laughs> McDonald here. Right. Robert <laughs> Kirkman was heard to be stabbing his next door neighbor, raping all the children and women. And he uh, poked out all the eyes of all the dogs in the home office. What
3: a jerk. Yeah. Wow. I've got, got, say a, they... got a story, but I'll tell you off camera. <laughs>
2: so let's say, like, Robert Kirkman has been, like, accused of doing it. The union wants the ability to just cancel The Living Dead. Like, they just would want to, like, walking get rid dead. of The Walking Dead. I'm sorry. They would want to just cancel the book. That's it. The, no actual, like, if it actually is proven true. that's like one of the bigger sticking points correct and to me i'm like that's not the point of a union (laughs) if anything yeah in in most unions the point is like they defend someone like like if someone accused robert kirkman then they would keep them from getting canceled that's correct. getting the book so that's why i had such an issue with like this idea of the union i'm like i don't know if in the words of Aníbal Montoya, you keep using that word. I don't think you—it means what you think it means. Right. Like they keep you like, this, this is their union. Like I don't think you understand how unions work. Unions are right. protect jobs. That not sounds to, like a
3: Gestapo. <laughs>
2: yeah, it, it, exactly. It didn't sound like a union to me. I'm like, I don't think you guys understand what the unions for. So, so now,
1: Image says we don't acknowledge the union. So now we just have to see what happens to the next step of this union battle.
2: Hmm. I can't say it. I don't agree with how Image said that like no this image is like probably saying what i'm saying like that's not what a union's for i don't get this
1: so maybe if they get rid of that demand and they gave to other demands then there'll be a happy union and everybody will be good who
2: knows
3: well, hypothetically the whole cancel culture thing uh i think it's 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 gotten out of hand it started out pretty good and then it got it's getting out of hand it's like whatever happened to a court of law and having a guilty into proven innocent. Uh, I mean, yeah. being found guilty on Twitter is a bit much... Yeah. That's like, <laughs> like, what happened to our, our civil liberties? <laughs> it's like... And, uh, some of
2: it, and a lot of it has nothing to even do with anything that's possibly criminal. It could just be that they didn't like a tweet yeah. mm-hmm. like, from, 10 a, from 10 years they, they ago. They'll comb back as far as they want, to. and by they, it's like whoever engages in this activity mm-hmm. on Twitter and are willing to go back as far as like the dawn of Twitter. To find something that you said that they can now say well you're a bad guy has no, like it has nothing to do with what you're doing currently what you've done even in recent memory they will willingly find something like they someone put out there that a, a while ago they wanted to cancel robert downey jr for being a part of tropic thunder yes i'm a
3: dude playing the dude disguised as another dude <laughs>
2: another dude
3: they, I, like, for, for for that i think they never watched the movie exactly <laughs> it doesn't matter that's the whole point they didn't, they didn't watch the movie they just they just heard about it and they're like i find
2: that me. happens a lot like i'll get into arguments with people on facebook and well i won't even call them arguments anymore like they will state an opinion and instead of even arguing with them i'll just keep asking them like well why do you think that and usually after about the third or fourth time i ask them well why do you believe that or where's your proof on that they just stop i'm not i'm not even like giving
3: you a counter you know, i've seen people try to cancel books and um, yeah and it's like well did you read it right. <laughs> like, no.
2: i had yeah. that happen recently like if whether you <laughs> like them or don't joe rogan right i mentioned something about joe rogan like joe rogan's terrible I'm like well why do you believe that well for those guests you have on like well what what guests well the guests say this i'm like what guests said that eventually they just stop like they, they stopped
3: coming to, to give me answers. I just thought he yeah. was good in the, in the octagon. That was it. <laughs> I haven't heard anything that he's done <laughs> since then. <laughs> so with that, we're going to take
1: a quick break, and we'll be right back if we came from the radio.
2: Hi,
0: you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. This is Carrie Steller from In the Girls' Corner, and you're listening to It Came From the Radio. Hello, radio listeners. What are you thinking? We want to hear from you. What's working for you? What things would you like to hear more about? Write us your thoughts.
1: Or you can buy us a pizza. Just go to our website, www.itcamefromradio.com, and click on the Buy Us a Pizza link. Leave your comment there.
0: And we'll read them on video. Now, back
1: to our show. And welcome back to A Game from of Thrones Radio. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking. We are here live via virtual distancing on tape for you to listening, listening to us in the future. For our 50th live show, courtesy of the East Metal Public Library, where they have tons and tons of programming. Um, Most of it is virtual, but now they're starting to do in-person events as well. But if you go to their website, www.eastmetal.info, you can look up on the calendar and see plenty and plenty of events, one of which is our show, which we do once a month. I am here with none other than our Definition Man, Pronto Comics, Fishy Starcasms, Dominic Sperano. Hello. We have our very own, D life of Jenner G's, Jenny Feldy. Hello. And we have our special guest we're talking to with a about is none other than Bronx Heroes, Ray Felix. Uh, so <laughs> You got to say, it's a radio show. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, I, I've, I've known Ray for a while, but I don't really know Ray. I've always seen him around. I've always seen you running conventions. I've always seen you making comics. So why don't you just give us a brief uh, history of Ray,
3: oh my God! This is gonna be
1: like the, the highlights. The highlights, two minute version, <laughs> no more than two minutes. Thirty seconds, go.
3: Um, well, um, I'm talking about Bronx Heroes. I mean, I've been doing comic books since I was a student at SVA, but um, when I started publishing in 2000, um, I guess, um, and doing conventions, that's when I started to do conventions and stuff, um, and printing my own books. Um, which sounds like a very long time ago because I guess it is. Uh, I it just started a, you know, like, a
2: couple days ago.
3: I know It feels like a few days ago. Actually, the, la- you know.
2: the last decade was the 90s, right?
3: Yeah, for real. Like, actually, my very first convention selling comics, but not my own comics was probably in 1993 or four. Um, you went to oh the man. one in the Javits before it was near Comic-Con.
1: That was 93. <laughs> really?
3: Oh my God, yeah. It's yeah, awesome. I remember that one. <laughs> um And then uh, selling my own books was 2000. I I just, I got tired of submitting to companies. You know, I graduated from college while I was in college. I was working on my own books. I came out with two titles. Um, It was called God, the second coming, which is kind of funny, like similar to a title that's out now um, from another company. And um, the other one was a world without superheroes. And I was just trying to push these books out there and, met lots of people in the industry. I mean, I have these funny stories, uh, you know, like everyone loves the boys. And I was like, well, you know, I was sitting at the table with the creators of the boys (laughs) one weekend, you know, and they basically took my comic books. I gave them copies and stuff like that. We chit chatted, hung out. And two years later, you have the boys, (laughs) (laughs) which is like a combination of the three books I was printing back then. You know, it's like, so.
1: you've you've always seemed to have
3: these crazy that, shorts, right? yes
1: the the coincidences <laughs> i like to call them very funny and interesting coincidences
3: interesting coincidences um yeah.
1: the thing uh, since you mentioned it um you actually did the you actually got to copyright the the superhero title right or it was a lawsuit or something like that it's, are you allowed pray, to talk about it
3: yeah it was it was copyrighted um way back in 93 um a world without superheroes um nobody ever bothered me about it until i trademarked it in 2010 that's when dc and marvel jointly you know they have the same lawyers these guys um well back then they did anyway now they have two separate firms but um they uh jointly like tried to shut me down and i was like wow you know wow it's like and that devastated me because i lost a lot of friends um <laughs> literally, like a lot of like indie guys that were like you know I considered friends. They were like, well, you're on your own. You're going to fight this. You're on your own. Uh, You know, we don't want to be involved because we want to try to get jobs at Marvel and DC and we don't want to be associated.
0: (laughs) What were some of the tactics they used to shut you down?
3: Oh, they took me to trademark court, you know, and then uh, I just defended myself. So, Uh, but eventually they, I tired them out, you know, I did the, the Ali rope-a-dope and they, (laughs) That's I like proved. tired them out. Yeah, I tired them out. Because <laughs> they have,
2: I'm assuming they have way more money at their disposal than oh, you. Oh, yeah. If I had a lawyer,
3: if I went in there with a lawyer, guns blazing, I would have been out in like round one.
2: <laughs> but yeah. because
3: I was cheap, <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't want to spend $5,000 every few months for like, you know, some lawyer to be making copies. And every lawyer I talked to, they were like, this is a great argument for the supreme court uh but they wouldn't do it pro bono they wanted to basically had i had the money i could have actually taken the word superhero away from marvel and dc and make it public domain that's how strong my case was because i proved wow. i proved without reasonable doubt that they did not invent the word superhero as they were claiming wow and that's when they were ready to <laughs> settle. <laughs> once they once I was able to prove that, then they were like, "Okay, we're done." <laughs> wow, interesting. My bad.
2: My so, bad
3: at all. But had I been some rich kid with like you know money to burn, if I had like fifty to a hundred thousand dollars to burn on a a, a lawsuit, they would have that would have broke open the entire comic industry, and everyone could publish the word superhero on their covers. But uh, we settled, uh, and I exchanged my trademark for DC and Marvel's protection. So it's like a deal with the devil. So <laughs> so the, the, the wording of it goes like this. I will relinquish my trademark in exchange with the protections of the trademark by your two companies. So, <laughs> so you still get
2: to use it. They can't get to sue it. you. They can't but now stop. if anyone else tries to use
3: superhero. I can use Marvel and DC to actually stop From using the title, so wow!
1: See, I I really got some stories.
3: Yeah, I stopped the film in Canada from being made. uh, Really? Yeah. Uh, Can you say why you stopped that? Yeah, why? Oh, because while the case was going on, this this guy just thought, "Oh, I'll use the title for a movie." And uh, once the case settled, I just knock knock. (laughs) You can't use it. (laughs) It's mine. Oh, well, he and could I use it, know, but he had to pay. You. Yeah, they would have to pay. Uh, I still own the copyright on it. Um, the trademark is is a different story, but um, I still have the Copy. protection of the trademark via those companies. So, I'm the still,
0: copyright is on the word "superhero." What's it specifically? On? It's, it's it's
3: this. It's the scripts. So the script is protected. You know, on it. You know, like the story of the script, but the trademark itself was for marketing. You know, just from just having it on the cover. So usually anyone that uses the word superheroes, whether they're separate or together, they're, they have to license the word from Marvel and DC anywhere around the world in any language. What? And except for you. Except for me. <laughs> except for me. I don't have to pay them a dime. That's crazy. But yeah. They own the word superhero in every language. And they know it's public domain, uh, but they, because I proved it was um but they feel that if they keep people litigating people you know like during that time they had 185 cases about the word superhero wow and i it was me uh my case and then uh and then there was the guy in london who actually kept his trademark but they have parliament not not uh, not a corrupt american System that, that protects. Oh, they have a corrupt operations. parliamentary. <laughs> they have a corrupt parliamentary, but but they're they're more ethical. You know, it's like,
2: <laughs> are they? Uh, we're talking about England. Yeah, England used to own most of the world.
3: They still do, mm-hmm. actually. If you want exactly. to get technical <laughs> they still, they still do. do. They still have twenty-eight uh, countries that are yeah. still in the Commonwealth. Queen She's Elizabeth still- is the the, the 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 largest landowner on the planet. So many. She, she owns
2: she owns more land now than the Vatican. Yeah. that's impressive and and even
3: though many countries went independent she still owns the deed to those lands
2: yep
3: i'm just saying they ain't that ethical they ain't ethical but but you know what i mean they think but the reason why the guy won is because his his book wasn't comic related at all it was a business book called zero from zero to superhero from super zero to superhero whatever uh so that was his loophole and he kind of i guess he kind of got it as well because he did it without a lawyer as well so Mm. So the key to winning against Marvel and DC is don't get a lawyer. That's correct. (laughs) But do your research and you have to do your research. I read a lot of law papers, a lot of cases, and not just comic book cases, uh, trademark cases. The trick is to read cases that are similar to your situation and Mm -hmm. then cross-referencing them with the judge. And then the judge makes a decision based on whether or not the outcome of that case is relatable to this one hypothetically couldn't someone try to use
2: superhero and be taken to court and win themselves
3: yeah yeah a trademark can always be challenged like if i want to tear up my contract and say i'm going to trademark my name again and start the whole process again i could Hmm. you know if i was to win the lottery tomorrow i would (laughs) well it
0: sounds like if you want to quit the comic book world you just become a lawyer
3: Right, exactly. I was
2: gonna, be good I'm, at it. I'm on the same same track as Jen. Like maybe you give right? up the comic book thing and just go get a law degree.
0: Or do both. Maybe I thought like about it. Because you essentially beat warrior.
1: Disney.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's yeah.
1: a TV show waiting to happen. Ray it. Felix, the comic book
3: lawyer.
2: Yeah.
3: Well, this is, is a very David and Goliath. Is. All I need is a, a, a one of those TV commercials on Channel Five and Nine. I'll make right? one for you. Yeah, <laughs> you
2: know. Yeah.
3: Like Have you been possible.
2: hurt or injured by the Big Two? <laughs> Call Ray Felix. He cannot represent. Cannot wait to represent you. For Are your
0: cartoons giving you heartburn? Call Ray Felix.
2: That's right. <laughs> Yeah, and then the punchline Marvel
3: line, and DC threatening to. to take away all that yes. you own. It's, I you love with
0: a cartoon who doesn't love you back. Call Red <laughs> <laughs>
3: the, the latest one is the punchline because yes.
1: well, um, why don't you talk about that a little bit if you're allowed to?
3: Yeah, I, I can. Um that one is kind of like in, in, in a in a vague a vague fog right now, but uh because I just got <laughs> I put the word a stalemate, put it that way. Um Uh, There was a prominent editor who is no longer with us in DC comics, who was my professor when I was in the school of visual arts. Uh, So we had a a past relationship. Um, And then like years later, um, at big Apple con um, we were uh, sitting uh, close to each other. I think we're like, maybe like a table. We were like next to each other, but then like a table apart, you know, like, the the gentleman's wife was there and I was just talking with her. She was an elderly woman. I discovered we were both teachers and educators. So we were talking a lot and she was like, Oh, my husband's a teacher, you know? And uh, then this prominent editor that everybody knows his name, but I don't want to say out of respect, you know? Uh, And, you know, he looked through my portfolio. This is, I don't carry portfolios for this very reason to shows. Um, he was going through my portfolio, he liked a lot of the stuff I did. I was doing some remix stuff of DC and Marvel Heroes at that time, still, um, which I no longer do. I don't draw anything DC or Marvel at all, you know. Um, and he was like, Oh, can I get these drawings? And I was like, Well, you can't have the original, I can make copies for you. Long story short, uh, Punchline was uh, a script that I had given this DC editor at the time. It was part of an Elseworlds series that was an eight-issue synopsis and a a number one-issue script with artwork pages from the actual story. Um, And so when they announced Punchline Fast Forward 2020, right before the pandemic, um, that really pissed me off. Like, I literally woke up. Someone sent me a text. I looked at it and I literally felt like I was gonna have a stroke. I was like, not again. Wow. Like literally, like chest pains, and
0: oh my god.
3: Almost fell out of the bed. Like my like my blood pressure went up.
0: They didn't even change the name.
3: They didn't change the name, the character, no.
0: Does the character look like yours?
3: No, they actually her face was the only thing that was the same. Everything else was different. So
0: wow, that's baldy. But the
3: story, the overall her origin is totally different. It's a different character, but the overall arc of the story was three stories um back in 2010 uh, the story that was called uh, when they killed batman battle for the cow uh, Mm. my story was called mantle of the bat but was the same thing about the death of batman and the robins taking it over Uh, and from and that story had the punchline character in that story it took place in 2020 which i find ironic in 2020 that this happened yeah, um, and so it was an Elseworlds story where Batman and all of his rogues gallery were elderly, right, and the next generation were coming up of villains and heroes and taking over. So it was more like introducing all these new villains and read and reintroducing these known heroes like the Robins and Nightwings and all these characters. But they all looked different; they had different costumes. It was the future, right? Um. So anyway, uh long story short, they ripped the overall story arc, and and uh, they ripped it partially there, but I never attacked them because, I, well, it's Batman, whatever. You know, 2010, I was like, who cares? You know, uh, I should have said something, but I didn't. Um, then you got, like, um, elements of the Red Hood, you know, like, Jason Todd being resurrected, wearing a red helmet. That, that also came from that. And um, but again, to me, it was like, well, it's Robin. That's their property. I can't do anything about that. So I just, I didn't even bother. But when the punchline came up, punchline was distinctly a character that I created that had nothing, you know, it's my own creation. It's it, it didn't pre-exist. So that's why I made a big stink about it. And I went to the trademark office, checked to see if DC trademarked it. They didn't because they're stupid. And I trademarked it.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, smart. <laughs> and then I called the lawyers. And said, I just trademarked this name. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, and I told them why. I said, I have emails to prove it. I have witnesses. Uh, and so they actually reached out to Tinian the fourth and his creator. They denied it. They said that they had no association or no knowledge of the script, which I think is because he admitted. Oh, now I got to edit it out. Yeah. He admitted in an interview. know. In oh. He admitted that there were pre-existing elements on DC's, uh, if you go to DC's interview when they first introduced Punchline, Mm -hmm. um, Tinian admitted that he saw elements of a story for Punchline. And he says, before I ever wrote one word, we we took all the elements, gathered the elements, and gave them to the artist so he can give his position. So he's calling himself the creator of Punchline, but yet he's admitting that there was pre-existing materials that existed before he even wrote one word, his words, not mine. Wow. So I pointed that out to the lawyers. Um, I showed them the original art, the designs, the sketches, how DC has been ripping this script for the last 15 years here and there, sprinkled, uh, even aspects of the three jokers story uh, were, came right out of that too. If you look at the three Jokers and the punchline story about this drug, this new drug that the Joker designs, um, mm-hmm. um they're very similar, but they never explain how, you know, I'm not saying that I wrote the three jokers, not saying that, but the, the, the actual aspect of Joker able to replicate himself wow. was that concept was from that original script. Um, so during the pandemic, I was like, they keep stealing from the script. Oh ah. <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> it's not me this Mark, time. You can, on, that. Like, Whoa. You, can, you can
1: bleep that. Yeah, up can
0: bleep that. Good, keep going. You make oh my yeah,
1: so so YouTube. Like, is not going to be happy with this. Sorry about,
3: so I was. So I YouTube said, uh, "Sorry cares. about that."
0: Yeah, YouTube won't care.
3: YouTube so doesn't care about that. I, I apologize to the library and everybody. So. No,
0: thank you. Keep going. <laughs> so, Mike
3: Ferguson used to do. Who's <laughs> So I decided to just print, you know, rewrite some of the the, the script. I was like, they've been stealing from this for 50 years. Why is this sitting in the dust? So Mm. I was like, let me bring it back to life. But I want to make fun of it at the same time. So I was making fun of my own script, making fun of myself, but at the same time making fun of DC. And I just gave it a new twist. And instead of Batman and the Robin, it's the dragon and the sparrow. (laughs) And uh, they're in this universe. But I changed a lot of stuff and just just started to put it out and put it out there and print it and and I own the word punchline so wow
0: yeah that's one of the things that stood out the most on your website so I'm glad you're talking about it
3: oh thank you thanks for looking at the website it needs to be updated of course
0: I don't know it's pretty cool
3: (laughs) thank you so I was actually
0: thinking if you were to pick three real life superheroes can I even say that or am I gonna get sued by you or marvel anyway uh who would you pick <laughs> like three let's say three uh celebrity people that people sort of know
3: uh so people that I know people that i think uh, like...
0: people that you know the the society would know who would you pick to be the superheroes
3: oh, muhammad Ali number one okay all time you know I grew up my dad was a boxer and i um, I grew up with boxing memorabilia all over the house. Uh, his picture was prominent in our home. So yeah, Muhammad Ali, number one, uh, you know, he's just an amazing person, courageous, um, what he did, to, you know, his fight against the Vietnam War.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, hero number two, that's hard. You got Muhammad Ali at the top, right? Who, who's, who, who, who follows that? Well, uh, Malcolm X. Um, Malcolm X. Bill Cosby. No, Che Guevara, Che Guevara,
0: <laughs> Che Guevara. Okay.
3: they're all like, I like revolutionaries, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hope, like if it was like top three actors, totally. No, I, I,
0: anybody, yeah.
3: Top three actors, I would say is, uh, River Phoenix, rest God. in peace, uh, uh. Next in line it would be Titanic, Boy, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio. i never
0: about (laughs) him. (laughs) I never even think about him ever.
3: Johnny Depp. Those are the three. My three tops for you know my generation. Anyway, my generation. Older generation it would be what you would say like Pacino, Brando. Yeah. You know whatever. But for my generation, where I grew up, I thought uh, River Phoenix was the 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 highest among them.
0: But I'd pick Andy Millanakis. But whatever.
1: Oh my God I haven't heard that name in forever Andy Monanox what was he in He, he had the Andy Melanaka show yeah
0: my greatest inspirations. He was on MTV
1: really? and he pretended to be a kid but then he wasn't a kid mm. then he Did got he in trouble to be a kid yeah he was pretending to be a kid that's why I he mean, no long...
0: society who just thought he was
1: uh, I think he he portrayed himself as a child like a mm. legit child and then I found myself out.
0: as a child come at me bro
1: he wasn't a, a legit child and so then, they up. canceled his show animal log because i can't believe Well, so the
0: show because of that? Yes.
1: <laughs> Shut up. Yes, that is that's is... wow. uh, let me let me let me reiterate. From what i understood that's what show. happened based on my memory and uh, well, at the time. Well,
0: he, maybe he identified as a child. What's wrong with <laughs> that? People identify as scorpions now and they have no problem with that.
2: <laughs> well, I can't believe you. What the <laughs> animal log is? Holy crap. So um i think it, about it, him all the time, noted. especially in the shower. It should be noted that he does have growth hormone deficiency, so that's right, he how can he can get it. away with looking like a kid forever. Look at I definition, thought, man. You know it's like? It's like that yesterday. that horror movie,
1: um, The Orphan, where she was a the the evil baby midget. Now yeah, like that little
0: person. Little person,
2: sir. Little person.
0: Cancelled. Marcus cancelled.
2: <laughs> so we have five less than five minutes to go. Everyone could be cancelled because everyone's all cancelled
1: just yeah, remember what dave
2: pointed out you could kill someone at a walmart but don't insult people mm. right yeah.
1: yeah less than five minutes to go so i want to have ray give out his uh, social media stuff now yes. in case we run out of time so social media stuff now go
3: um you can reach me at bronx heroes um, everywhere uh, <laughs> facebook instagram twitter snapchat tiktok uh whatever else is out there that, um, and my website, bx, bxhcc.com. <laughs> uh, you own the Bronx Heroes name. I do have the Bronx hero. I do own the Bronx Heroes. I do have a trade Get better, <laughs> dude. Yeah. And if yeah, you didn't, I have a lot, lot of stuff. Trading. Trademarks is my hobby. Actually.
0: I see that. Yeah.
3: It clearly is
0: trademark me. <laughs> you
2: know, if I ever need something trademarked, I'm messaging you on Facebook. Very like, dude, cool. What's my, what are my steps?
3: Well, you know, it's funny. There was two other guys that did the Punchline comic. There was a guy who had the tap dance killer who had a character Punchline. And then there was a, a book by um, Antarctic Press that wrote a story called Punchline, but it wasn't a character. It was just the name of the book. And I actually helped him uh, get some stuff together. Well, I don't know if he actually uh, acted on it, but he asked about trademarking and stuff, and I basically gave him a whole lesson on it. Uh, the guy with the Antarctic Press. I was trying to do like a a universe crossover between the three of our books, uh, but uh, the writer of the Antarctic Press book wasn't interested. He said it's a novel idea, but no thanks. (laughs) And uh, I met the guy from Cleveland. uh, I forget his name now. Ted, I think it is. Ted. uh, And he had the the tap dance killer. And we're talking about doing a possible crossover uh, event of our two universes. Uh, So... you know something bad happened but a lot of good came out of it and i was able to stop dc from pursuing me because i had overwhelming evidence that i created the script so they just said we could both coexist now i think they should pay me uh (laughs) but for stealing my script uh you know a few million dollars not coexist but that's why i said we're at a stalemate now they're not (laughs) bothering me Uh, Oh, so the funny part, funny but unfortunate part was when they asked this professor that was my prominent D.C. editor, um, because they did tell me they were going to reach out to him. Uh, Two weeks later, he passed away. So I don't know. Maybe he got chest (laughs)
1: under Under mysterious circumstances.
3: (laughs) I'm not taking credit for it. But it was just coincidental. That during the time they're investigating this stuff and asking about it. And I told them the whole story, word for word, what happened what to the show and all this. Because it didn't happen just at Big Apple. It also happened at Baltimore Con where we met up a second time. And that's when I delivered the package with the goods, like the spirit. <laughs> Give them the goods. You know. Ah. Uh, and I, it, it, my story was very detailed, very accurate. People can corroborate the story because people were there. I didn't go alone and just say, here's a package. Um, <laughs> but then two weeks later, literally like two weeks later, he passed away. So that's wild. So we, not, uh, I hope I'm not part of that. But it, <laughs> it, it just happened to be. That's just the cop right on the door right now.
1: Um, we have oh, less God. than two minutes to go. So we got to do our final thoughts. So Dominic, definition man, you have any final thoughts? Uh,
2: trademark, everything. Trademark, everything. And copyright. Yeah, And copyright. Yeah. <laughs> melody, right.
1: right final thought
0: uh from devil's advocate be the little guy because if you see here that you're the big guy you get in trouble right,
3: that's right. play the fool play the fool that's don't right. do
0: anything don't take a stand don't create anything and you won't have any problems
3: <laughs> ray do you have a final thought don't become a comic book artist <laughs> uh, no. i you know what i'm gonna
2: change my final thought to his final thought <laughs> wow. go into banking <laughs> Become a plumber. Become an become electrician. A plumber. Oh, yeah, listen man. to your those are, Yeah. To go, those are steady jobs. You're going to have lots of income. Be a lawyer. There's, be a comic lawyer. Be lawyer. <laughs> don't even do yeah, that. Yeah. No. Go go, Wait, become you know a laborer. Plumber so.
0: getting into trouble, right? People a little
2: bit. Over, of... <laughs> people always need the water to flow in their house. Right. You'll always have work. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, I thought about it.
1: I don't, I don't even have time for a final thought because we're out of time. So um, oh, well. just want to mention um, <laughs> if anybody <laughs> wants to, to follow the Eastman Public Library, we have our next live show, which will be our 51st live show on Whoa. December the 8th with our very own Jay Burton Lee. Uh, Lee, and Julie Kalinski. Uh, he's a comic book writer and a filmmaker, and he also does our Al J.B. segments. It's a follow door uh, combo, which talks about movies, comics, entertainment, and stuff. Um, for more information, go to www.eastmetal.info. So that about does it for this week on The Came From The Radio. Join us right here any week on this radio station. If you missed any part of this show... tough. Thank you. Go to www.itcamefromradio.com. a brand new website, um, and the archives will be up in a week or so. And we will see you next time. You've been
0: listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of this station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.